Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. All right, here we are. We are past season one of The Office. It, uh, it didn't destroy the BBC version, the original, like some were afraid of, but it also didn't take off necessarily in the way that, you know, we might imagine it could have. Because as we discussed previously, season one was uh, a bit different and not quite as, it didn't quite capture that magic that The Office would eventually capture. And so we're going to, we're going to start exploring season two and, and see where the magic really started to kick off, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah, I I actually think this is the season that you start people with because some people, it's hardly some for some people probably to get through that first season because it is so like, you know, so much like the British version. And so, um, you know, Michael Scott, he's such a big part of it and he's such a, forced to be reckoned with that whole season. But I think once you get to season two, that's when you really get the relationships, the other characters kind of shining through, more of the ensemble cast. Um, yeah. And that's what really makes the show what it is, you know? And so, um, and, and and obviously I'm sure you've got some, uh, some you know, things from, from the book that you've been reading that uh, yeah. talks about how they maybe approach season two differently. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be reading some excerpts from a book called The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s by Andy Green. So pretty, like it's a good title in the sense that it's very descriptive and accurate, but it's also, um, you know, you're naming a book The Office. So it's like, (laughs) this is a book called The Office. Like, and then the subtitle is again, accurate, but it's a mouthful. The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s. Or should I say the aughts? No, it says two zero zero, you know. Yeah. So anyways, enough about the title of the book. Sounds more like a now CD or something. (laughs) It's just, it's a little much. Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, so season two, let's, I guess let's start with the, uh, the first episode, right? Let's just kind of dive in and, uh go through these episodes um yeah maybe let's kind of try to go uh let's go in like chronological episodic order so to speak i was thinking actually reverse order starting with the finale and then going backwards but that would be creative i guess we could do the chronological order we'll do the the boring old regular way that kind of makes sense and is easy to follow yeah 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 okay i guess um fine you win (laughs) <laughs> well, actually, maybe I will. We'll actually we'll go a little bit farther back in time. Uh, Andy Green writes on May 16, 2005, NBC announced that The Office would come back for a second season, airing at 9:30 p.m. on Monday nights between My Name Is Earl and Law and Order SVU. Kevin Riley even filmed an Office parody video he presented at the Radio City Music Hall upfronts poking fun at NBC's difficult year. The response in the entertainment press was not kind. Quote, Surprisingly, these guys, both Jeff Zucker and Mr. Riley, love their office, wrote Virginia Heffernan of the New York Times. They keep acting like it's a daring art project instead of a dark, low-rated reminder of how much it is not the real office. They want us to give it a chance. 
and they even want to be able to joke self-deprecatingly about how they themselves are like the office dud, just fatuous small-time branch managers. That joke is a luxury. It's for winners. I think it's spooking people here. End quote. What nobody in the audience at the upfront realized was that a new movie called The 40-Year-Old Virgin was three months away from hitting theaters and turning Steve Carell into a huge movie star. The Judd Apatow-directed film would gross $110 million on a, on a $26 million budget and usher in a whole new era of R-rated comedies on the big screen, and the timing couldn't have been better to help The Office. <clears throat> So that's from the book, and and essentially that's you know stuff that we've kind of known before, but just the, the I think things that we forget is like before the forty year old virgin, the office really was kind of like this, like it wasn't just like the ugly duckling, like it was kind of like mocked in a way, and for for a brief period, like <laughs> people are like on the record as being like. Phew whatever like these guys suck like you know they're they're about to <laughs> they're about to see how bad the show is really is and then of course um uh yeah then then Judd Apatow helps change everything um yeah uh and also it's funny but apparently my name is earl was like a huge comedy at the time so yeah. that was well, also I, I something that, that helped being, yeah i do remember that being pretty popular at the time um, but yeah, I, it, it's funny because there's like a deleted scene where, um, in season two where Dwight, uh, has the paintball gun and he's shooting at the four year old virgin poster. <laughs> Did oh, you t- oh yeah. That? I haven't, no, no, I didn't see that one. It's yeah. It's what, like, do you remember what episode it's from? I guess it would be the one that, um, it's on, it's on the, the third disc. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. I forgot what actual actual episode because I did the, did the play all, um, mm, but yeah. yeah, no, it's just it's so funny because he's actually, it's like it's like he's as Dwight shooting the paintball and he's just shooting it for like a good minute and a half and he's kind of like talking about like he's just mocking Steve Carell the whole time and it's just <laughs> yeah. really funny because it's like it, it's shot exactly like the episode you know, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's funny because that's obviously what made it more popular, but also we have you have to 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 also say that the writing itself just got way better and the 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 way that they approached the show just made it better in that sense. Um so it's like that's always the thing people think about like why they got you know, why they got famous and why they actually got more you know, uh, more airtime and why they actually got really good ratings and stuff because it was pretty much because of that initially. But I think the writing itself from the writing team is why the yeah. show was able to continue and, uh, yeah. you know, and yeah, be a, an amazing show for nine seasons. So, um, yeah, well, let's get into it. So, the first um, episode, The Dundies, the Dundies. <laughs> it's a very good and prototypical i don't know episode of how like the office you know it's about this ensemble of characters it's not just about like them being in the office and like jim pulling pranks and like no it's you know there's this i mean it's part of office life right the whole like awards thing at a chili's but i mean if you've been on like a little league baseball team you know, or something like, I don't know, like a neighborhood swim team. Like there, there's like a lot of instances in life where there's like these little 
award ceremonies that are kind of just like nobody really wants to do it, but it's like I think someone once said about Michael, it's kind of like he's like a, it's like a kid's birthday party or something. Like yeah, like you're just doing it for for him. And, yeah, and he like barely yeah. even yeah. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, and there's actually a lot of good deleted scenes in here that you don't. Um, you know, a couple that um, that I I actually really liked was uh, when they mentioned Ping in a couple scenes. And they're talking about <laughs> right because which gives context to his final episode because when he when he does Ping the, for the first time in that episode, I was kind of confused. I was like, is that because they all like kind of sigh and groan? Like, obviously, we're supposed to know that's like one of his bits, but we never saw it before. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. So it was nice to see them talk about it, and even you know they even went up to him. And was like it's it's offensive. He's like, why? I'm just making fun of my Chinese delivery man, and that's exactly <laughs> how he sounds. <laughs> it's like, why do you care? You're not Chinese. And it's just like, I I just it's just really funny. But obviously, it's like they probably felt that was more offensive than normal. But I, I don't yeah, know. or or they're like they're trying to do less is more, or they just like yeah. had to yeah. cut it for time. Like I I imagine right. cutting stuff for time was mostly because well, um, even in this episode they they have ping right yeah yeah so it's just really um, it's just shorter yeah so they're like the, the joke bit, still works yeah. like with without that first yeah, bit yeah yep um and then but then also in the chilies another <laughs> probably one of my favorite deleted scenes of all time is <laughs> when michael comes out while toby's you know lecturing him and he comes out in the native american headdress <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> why would that be offensive toby and he just comes out and he's like not only is he defending himself for the other <laughs> offensive thing he's doing but he's also creating another offensive yeah toby's visual. like just where do i even begin like i was talking about something else but <laughs> as he walks away he does the hey yo, oh, yo. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah i mean oh, you know man. i think again like this is one of those like they probably shot so many different things and they're like, oh man, we gotta, like, this is way too long. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, we're yeah, we're out of the office, and so it's kind of fun to see characters like in a different setting and how they interact in like different scenarios. You know, like oh, with yeah. you know Stanley and his wife, and this is my wife, the woman whose hand I'm holding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like that's a nice little treat, and. You know, for especially for a premiere, you know, it's nice to have that. So, well, there's another speaking of fiancés and, and like engagements and stuff. There's like the the scene. There's like a, another lead scene with with uh, Kevin and Roy, and they're arguing about or like basically Kevin's like sad that he didn't get like an award that was as cool as like longest engagement, and then uh, he's like. He's basically like they're fighting about it and he's like, Well, I'm with my fiance and then his fiance gives him this look like, What? <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Well, ours could be long too, you know, ours could be a long engagement, so <laughs> Um, which is it's really funny because it kinda goes back to that. That's probably why they took it out too, because there's just too many couples and stuff that they're couple mentions that they're, you know, throwing in there with uh, yeah. with the other one before. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff, lots of gems in this one. Um, and yeah, it, it, like you said, gets him out of the office for the first time, I think, cause that's the only episode we've gotten so far. So the first season, it's like the basketball game is the most out of the office they get, right? Yeah. I don't think yeah, they have the warehouse. Other... Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the first time we get to see them in a, a an actual place and, you know, obviously they had a Chili's contract because there there's so many Chili's references this whole season. 
Um, well, they didn't. You know? No, they didn't have a, a contract. I think they just like they might have had a contract. We don't know that. Well, I yeah, I guess maybe they did, but I think I, I thought it was more like they. I didn't like. I don't think Chili's like got anything out of it. You know. Well, but they had a they had an actual employee who was like the guy who basically said that Pan was bam Pan was banned. <laughs> Pam was banned. Pam was banned. No, no, it's Pan was bammed. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Pan Dwight with the concussion. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Pan. <laughs> Pan. No, actually, I have to say that's actually a misconception. Um, that guy who plays the one who kicks him out is an actor. Well, what, what in the office ladies, they said he was an actual. He has he worked for Chili's or he's worked for Chili's or something, right? Like if you like if you look, if you really dig like a little bit, I can't remember where I. It might have been an interview with him or something, but yeah, he's oh, but he's actually an actor. Yeah, and like people, okay. cause like somehow, cause that's it's like a Mandala effect thing, where it's like mm. a good story that that's a real Chili's employee, and so it just kind of like catches on and. <laughs> It's stuck. And spreads, and yeah. so he's like. Said, apparently, he said he's gotten into arguments with people who are like fans who are like, "No, that's." He's wow. like, "I'm not a Chili's employee." Like, <laughs> I, I would know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. No. It's so funny though that that's, that's like a thing. Like, uh, I'm gonna, I want to look it up. Hang on a second. Um, yeah, why well, don't you? Well, yeah, I was. And the other references is obviously the client meeting. That's where they changed their meaning to during the client meeting. Um, Devin's firing gift is the gift certificate <laughs> to Chili's. Um, and obviously right. the build, the, the building owner in the wheelchair talks about how we met his girlfriend who was a server at Chili's. Um, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, is that your nurse? And she's like, and he's like, no, she's never my nurse. Uh, I met her at Chili's. She's girlfriend. a server. Yeah. yeah. But she's actually an act, an actress who played in the premiere in, um, you know, the first episode oh, wow. that we're talking about now. She actually was a server in the background <laughs> in the Dundies. That's awesome. So it's, that's cool continuity there, how they did that. But that's what I'm saying yeah, is I feel is. like between all those references, it's I'm just surprised that they don't have some – and, well, never mind. That, no, I was going to say, and the fact that they have a, an employee who's the <laughs> – Well, I think what happened debunked. was they, you know, they picked Chili's for whatever reason yeah. um, for the for the first episode, the Dundies. And then I know that they, I mean, they definitely worked with Chili's and like got approval because they had to, they had to like change, like this, the scene where Pam falls off the stool drunk was like Mm. originally scripted as she throws up and then she gets kicked out because she threw up, got too drunk. Right, right. And then Chili's was like, because they had, you know, so, but I think it was like the office was like, let's make it a Chili's because we want it to be realistic. And then, so they went and asked Chili's and Chili's was like, sure, let's just give right, us right. approval. And then when they saw that, they're like, no, don't, no, no, no. And then, so they came up with the other thing where she falls. <laughs> and then I think that's maybe where the sort of urban legend about, they had someone on site to approve it. Like, yeah, it, like I want to say it was either the office ladies podcast or, this book, um, actually, you know, I think it's this book. Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look real quick. I, I might have yeah, missed it. Because well. I was gonna say, because the office ladies, I thought said that that was the case. Like I thought. Yeah, I know, but that. they're. <laughs> you got to remember, like, they're not the. Even though they were there, they're <laughs> no, actually not mean. the yeah. best source yeah, of yeah. information because they're just like. They were on the inside, but on the outside of the inside. And like the way memories work, 
are mm-hmm. like actually pre- it's fascinating and confusing as hell because you can like remember something just totally different 10 years later and it's yeah. not like it's just how our brains work and how it's like it's easier to remember it that way or it like makes a better story right like like i feel like jim and pam's audition story um i don't know if you've listened to that office ladies one where they talk about like where john krasinski's on i think it was for casino night yeah um where they talk about that how like basically like they both were like audition but they only wanted to audition with each other and like they only were like asking the first thing they asked when they got they heard they got the role was oh did john get it oh did yeah. Jimmy get it like that yeah. sounds a little made up but also that could just be because that's how they f- felt and it remembered it like you said exactly yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's a yeah. cool story and like that's great but um but yeah like actually i yeah let me let me just read some from from there's just like a lot of great stuff for me and i'm not going to read the whole book because for one ethics um let's get ethical and also for time um, <laughs> these are going to be like some mega sized episodes though and this is just part one so let me hear your body talk and the mifflin talk <laughs> <laughs> bj novak says we didn't want to invent a fake similar sounding restaurant like peppers or tgi wednesdays <laughs> so we thought setting it in a place like chili's would be refreshing they talk about how it was like kind of in a bad part of town and it was like this abandoned Black Angus steakhouse. And so it was like this really gross abandoned building basically that they, and it does, and Jason Kessler, uh, who I believe is one of the producers, says it was dressed to look like a Chili's and we had Chili's executives on set making sure that everything fit into the brand. Uh, and Chili's gave them some chairs and props and tables and signs and stuff. Kate Flannery says, I remember that Chili's suddenly got very involved with the episode and it almost drove Greg nuts. And Greg says, <laughs> Greg Daniels says, we had only a verbal agreement with Chili's. At one point during the shooting of this, they wanted to back out. BJ Novak. On the first day of shooting, it turned out that Chili's hadn't read the script, which involved at a crucial moment, a drunk woman vomiting and a character responding by running through the Chili's yelling, a woman has vomited. Well, for some reason, a vomit-filled pit of inebriation was not how the Chili's people wanted their restaurant to be portrayed on television. Uh, Greg says, but we'd already shot two days, and we all froze. We had to shut everything down. So as they waited for the lawyers to work out the deal, uh, they just all were kind of on hold, and um, they finally came up with the, the fix that we all know now. Where she falls out of her chair, right? Yep, she talks about how... Um, you know, she wasn't. She didn't have a lot of experience. Uh, like she wasn't been drunk a lot, and also like oh, acting yeah. drunk is difficult. You know, because yeah. you don't want to be like a character, like oh, all over the place. And so yeah. she tells a story about you know that she, that she shared on Office Ladies as well about how she, uh, B J Novak and her went out and had drinks, and he just kind of like made note of how she acted and. So he was able to give her like really specific directions, like talking closer to people or getting like touchy and like kind of just being obnoxiously laughy and stuff. Um, The lore around this episode states, uh, and this is Andy Green, the author writing. So this is, you know, this isn't like a direct quote from anyone. This, and then I'm going to quote from the actor, but this is just from Andy Green's research. 
the lore around this episode states that the Chili's employee who speaks to the camera and bans Pam from, from the chain for life is an actual Chili's manager. In reality, it was character actor Christopher T. Wood who says... I think at least some of the extras were Chili's employees, and the only reason I say that is because almost everyone assumed that I was actually a Chili's manager. On Twitter, I've tried to debunk this anytime it flashes up. People will put out, hey, fun fact, the guy in that episode was actually a Chili's manager. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I've had people say, no, you're a Chili's manager. I'm like, I kind of <laughs> promise you I'm not. I, I don't know how else to say this. But what can you do? I take it as a compliment toward my acting. <laughs> All right, so. Because <clears throat> those Chili's employees are some, some of the best actors I know. Right. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really funny because it's, yeah, because I just thought, yeah, I always just thought that too, you know? So it's well, Mythbusters Office Edition here. So, so <laughs> next up we've got, what's after, what's... Sexual two. harassment. Sexual harassment. We've got a lot of yeah. um, wonderful uh, quotables from from this one. You know, this is like <laughs> yeah. the this is the beginning of. That's what she said in like a real. I mean, he said it before, right? But this is like, you know, this is when you get a few in one almost. Oh yeah, kind of get and you and it's like it's uh it's more on on display, you know, it's like anytime as opposed to before where it's more subtle and it's more, you know, so if it was said, it was said in a quicker, more subtle moment. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's a feature. It's a feature. Yep. <laughs> um, one funny kind of note, uh, I'll just, I'll, I don't really have a lot of notes about it, but it, it, at 1755 when Packer's telling a joke, it's really funny because you can see, like you hear people laughing, but everyone on screen isn't laughing. <laughs> so I'm like wondering which of the group was actually laughing. Was it like Stanley, Creed, Kevin? Like those are the only people we don't see, but we kind of, kind of can hear people laughing, which is kind of funny because it's like it's weird how you see four or five people who aren't laughing, but you hear people laughing behind them. Yeah, and you're kind of wondering who who is agreeing with his bad jokes. You know, who's who's laughing at them? And if I remember correctly, it's kind of like a. It's not like uproarious. It's kind of like chuckles, right? Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like a mystery of like, who was that? You can try and like listen and tell. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, Kevin's always, he's always kind of whatever with Packer where it's like, oh yeah, he just insults him and he's like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. You know, <laughs> um, Stanley doesn't seem like Stanley would be, would like it, but also Stanley's got that weird thing where he's secretly kind of, I think Stanley would be laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one this one was great because, like you said, it did introduce kind of the that's what she said as a kind of a pop culture thing. Um, I think this episode kind of is what brought it. Yeah, and also I think we should mention that it it really addresses kind of one of the big elephants in the room in terms of like this is so this is a realistic comedy show, but it's also like how could he keep his job? You know, like. <laughs> he sexually harasses people multiple times a day and it's like, you know, there's that whole thing about him being good at his job and stuff, but that doesn't always cover yeah. everything. And so in a way they're early on in the show, they're addressing this and showing like it's in this world where like people just roll their eyes at him and like, Oh, he's yeah. like not going to harm anyone. And 
the whole idea of like, oh, the office would never be like it would be canceled today. I think right. that's like very dismissive of how how the office like really addressed these things early on and like made the show make sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and it was never like, it, there was nothing that was ever like really overt or super offensive. You know what I mean? It well, was like, just like gay witch hunt was probably one of those, but it's like you realize he's realizing his mistakes through the episode that he's made his whole life, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Like, so you kind of have a little bit of that where it's like, okay, well he's doing something offensive, but there's a way there's kind of the office itself is kind of able to almost like make the audience realize, okay, we see this is not, good but like you said it's kind of hard because just because he's a good he's kind of good at sales every once in a while that doesn't <laughs> nothing covers yeah that doesn't none explain. of that covers any of his offensive behavior sometimes you know yeah so then when you see like he's about to get in trouble and then it's like oh wait no he's not gonna get in trouble he has this i am like, corporate yeah <laughs> i forgot that i i work for the man like i am the man or whatever he says like, yeah and it's just, it's so funny that it's just that simple. That like, he got me a lawyer to protect me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he got his own lawyer from the from the benches. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I like, I just really like that too. And that like, it, it, you know, being this, being so early on in the show that it's just like, it's easy to forget how, when, when you're watching. And like, uh, like you said, if you should start from season two. So this is, this is ideally the second episode you're seeing you know yeah and in both episodes it's funny because it's still in those first two episodes <laughs> dealing with michael being incredibly offensive like yeah it's not like season two is just like boom new new stuff here you know it's like they still they yeah. ease you out of his craziness as opposed to kind of you know what i mean it's like they 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 keep they continue to have him be kind of offensive and doing all this crazy stuff through the first few you know number of episodes but it's slowly progressing the other way to where you see, like, at the end of certain episodes, where, like, the episode of Halloween and stuff, where he's giving the kids candy and you, little humanizing moments like that. Yeah. You know? He's more likable. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but the first season, you don't have really any of those moments except for when he just, when you see him and you just feel bad for how pathetic he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, which, which isn't the same. It doesn't really yeah come empathize as much for that right but, exactly uh, it's just yeah. like all pity and no likability like, wow this guy's pathetic yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah so that episode yeah should we read the, the, the descriptions just to remind people in case they just forget what these episodes are <laughs> sure go for it yeah <laughs> okay so dundies we know the dundies uh but sexual harassment a drive to eradicate sexual harassment in the workplace coincides with the arrival of todd packer so, yeah, so, like, Todd Packer, you know, is introduced in this episode, obviously. Uh, but he was, you know, in the in the pilot episode, he was actually played, voiced by Toby Huss, um, who's just, like, another voice actor. Uh, but then we actually get to see David Koechner for the first time in this episode, Sexual Harassment. So, yeah, so that's his first episode, too, is Sexual Harassment, which makes sense, right? Good old Pod Tacker. <laughs> He's, he's he's probably is probably the it, it makes sense because it's like his friend who is probably where he got those jokes from, you know? Yeah, I mean, or where he where he like what makes him want to say those jokes because he kind of was inspired by Todd Packer always saying that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, because I think why else would you have Todd in this episode also having a bunch of jokes 
that he's making on his end and that Michael has to stop from saying those jokes. You know, I think that's just because they have that camaraderie where it's like, uh, you know, that that's kind of the stuff they, they can relate to is that kind of those kind of jokes and stuff, which is why their relationship is so weird and toxic <laughs> because, you know, they just like joking around and being, you know, sexist and like that's, but that's mostly because of Packer. Cause I think when you strip Michael away to his core and I don't think that's what he really, really wants to do all the time. Yeah. He's just really impressionable and yeah. it like kind of shows that, you know, the, like Michael does have friends, but they're not necessarily like the people you want to be friends with. It's just because they're, because, you know, no one wants to be Todd Packer's friend. Like that's <laughs> why he's probably, uh, accepting of Michael and, you know, Todd Packer doesn't really value Michael. So it, he's just like, you know, a bounce board for his jokes and antics yeah, it's like, and stuff. It's like Ryan kind of, but like a different version of it, you know, of, uh, you know, someone that Michael looks up to and, and actually tries to emulate a lot, but yeah. but they don't really, either of them don't respect Michael, you know, and they, and you can see by their actions and the stuff they do, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, okay, cool. So the third episode of the second season is the Office Olympics. Um, ah, yes. There's a little Easter egg, um, a little birdie in this episode that inspired our logo. So, yeah. Chirp, chirp. That's all we got to say about this one. All right, so the fire... Oh, just kidding. Okay, so um, so the description reads, Jim and Pam arrange an office Olympics for the staff when Michael and Dwight go out for the day to close a deal. A deal on his condo. Michael's condo. Condo. Sorry, so... um, Okay, so Michael frequently does jokes and bits that he derives from SNL. And this is like one of my favorite <laughs> SNL bits oh, yeah. that Michael does when I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when Carol introduces Carol, oh, no. his real estate broker, <laughs> showing him this condo and introduces him to um, Bill, the head of the condo <laughs> association. And Michael immediately goes into a Mr. Bill, oh, like no. you, yeah. <laughs> Bill. And like Bill's <laughs> reaction is so great because he's just like, there's nothing like he's he just literally no clue what he's talking about. And he does look like Mr. Bill with that smile. Like he's just yeah. this like really frozen tiny oh, little smile. Gosh. And like, Oh God, it's so if, funny. If, if you're listening and you've never seen Mr. Bill, just look it up really quick. It's hilarious. SNL, Mr. Bill. And then, then it's funny because he's, he's like, and then afterwards, he's like, it's funny because they always run over him or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's always getting run over by something. <laughs> I, that was always one of my favorite SNL skits. Like, oh, man, like me and my dad used to laugh at that, that so much at that <laughs> one skit. Um, so that was, I agree. It's, it's, it's a hilarious uh, little nod. And also yeah. in, in, his, uh, in his condo, we have a deleted scene with Mr. Greg Daniels himself making an appearance. Oh, yeah, that's right. As his next door neighbor. And uh, in the outtakes, we actually get a moment where they where they laugh a little bit. So you get because in the scene, you really don't see him smile. Greg Daniels. So you, for all we know, Greg Daniels doesn't smile ever. Um, <laughs> but but uh, in the outtakes, he, they they laugh and they have a little uh, mess up. Um, but uh, but yeah, this this one's great too because obviously, my you know Steve Carell gets to work with um, you know his wife, his real real life wife, you know who who plays Carol, and so that's that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and she's, she's great. I mean, she's, she's, she's awesome. Um, so yeah. I love that too. When he's like, 
he pulls the stove grate off and he's like, oh God, is that supposed to come off like that? Yeah. It's so funny. It's such a good joke to use on every every new house you get. It's just, <laughs> no matter who's your audience. Uh, um, okay, a couple other notes I had from this episode. I, I think it's funny how Stanley goes from saying, I'm working to pay to get for my kids to go to college. <laughs> He's basically when he asks him if he wants to play, if he knows any games. Oh yeah, that's um, the game he likes to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Work hard um, so he, yeah. so his kids can go to college. But it's funny because once they start playing the games, he actually gets into it. And he's playing with them, you know. Um, one more thing was I noticed he, he, Dwight talks about his nine bedroom house with one bathroom that's under his house. But then obviously when Pam and Jim stay overnight in season four, the bathroom is in the outhouse you know that yeah. Moses is using so that's funny i wonder if that's like if they just moved it or <laughs> uh, i don't remember him saying it's under the house maybe that's just his bathroom maybe so they, he he just says he i have a nine bedroom you know house on the farm with one bathroom that's under the house um, <laughs> so i i don't know do you think the outhouse is buried under the <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the outhouse is a new renovation. That's his second bathroom. It's like bathroom. the second bathroom. Okay. Yeah. That's like, here, here you go, Moe. I'm tired of sharing this bathroom with you, so you get exactly. this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> just had to throw that in there. <laughs> okay. One more deleted scene. We do get an explanation of Toby Kelly Ball, a.k.a. Nunderball, in, in the deleted scene. Because you know how in the actual episode, all you do is you see them throwing the ball back and forth on the wall, but you don't understand what, what the game is. Mm. And in the deleted scenes, we get a little explanation of what Dunderball is. So, Are you going to just, just going to let me look at, look it up later for myself or. Yeah. Okay. I Thanks. actually didn't even write down what the rules were. I just, oh. <laughs> cause it was just, it's just, <laughs> if, you, if you're interested those, in the rules. Yeah. yeah. If you're interested in the rules they're in the deleted scenes for the episode. Yeah. Um, we've only got like six months left of, or no, five months left of of Netflix, Office on Netflix. So if, I yeah. know, right? That's true. Get those DVDs, kids. Oh yeah, I I just just got my uh, my my little collection. You know, it took me a while because I moved, so I had to to sell them all. But yeah. now it's a pretty cheap them. piece of hardware. Yeah, it really, pretty is. cheap. Like Forty bucks or thirty something bucks on Amazon, depending on if there's deals. Next up. Talk about the fire. The fire. Fire guy. Ryan started the fire. Ryan started the fire. Um, yeah. Kind of gets you out of the, another another episode where we're out of the office a little bit. Um, but yeah. not, not really. You know, it's kind of like the like the basketball one where we're still in the vicinity, <laughs> but we're not in the the bullpen. The yeah. description reads: the staff decamp to the parking lot for the day when a fire starts in the kitchen. To fill the time, they start to play games, which reveal a little too much about some of the team. Um, which <laughs> Wait, is a where, weird description because yeah, I, where is this description from? Um, all right, Google slash, uh, <laughs> I think it's Wikipedia. Wait, yeah, like I googled The Office season two episodes, and then this is what pops up, and it's uh, let me click it, and then it's yeah, I think it, it's just oh no, but it's from it is from Wikipedia, yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, because I don't really understand what we what. Can you name one thing that comes out about somebody that's like bad or like? I mean, people have embarrassing answers. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no, I would, no, no, no. Like, 
<laughs> there's that little bit of conflict or drama where the thing where like Jim is joking about legally blonde and how like making fun of Pam for it and then right. when at the end when Katie says that's her favorite movie, like <laughs> yeah. Pam laughs really loud and right. there's that little bit of just kinda like that progresses them where right. Pam kinda like knows that she and Jim are more sort of they fit better. It's I don't know. It's kind of like she fe- by the end of the episode she's like okay with how things are because she's just like right. which is interesting because she's still with Roy and everything. It's not like she's like oh I want to be with Jim, but she's like not anxious about Jim dating someone else because she's like oh well I mean Katie loves Legally Blonde so Jim yeah but then at the end isn't she like staring at them as they're going to the car. Um, oh yeah maybe and like. I feel like she's still got some. Yeah, she and then she like kisses Roy in fr- like in front of yeah, them. Yeah. Like so yeah, feels... I guess it is a mix of that. Like she mm-hmm. feels jealous, but also is like inspired to make him jealous too. It's not like a sad jealous. It's like a all right. Well, let's let's play this game then. Yeah, kind of revenge thing. <laughs> yeah. jealousy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's kind of funny because going back to that one deleted scene, there's this moment where Jim and Pam kind of sums up the relationship and how they approach things. Um, when he says out loud that he would feel stuck in this job for a while, and Pam's like, no, you're not stuck. And then Jim kind of gives the camera, like, the look, you know, that look to the camera, like, eh, yeah, I don't know. And it kind of sums up, like, how where we go to season nine and stuff, where it's like Pam's kind of content and likes it there, and Jim really wants to do something else. But then that that's, see, that's why I don't like Michael Scott Paper Company, because Pam kind of contradicts herself and when she leaves and anyways, that's a whole nother discussion, but like that whole moment <sighs> right there sums up so many things for their relationship. Jim wanting to leave and Pam's like, no, you're, you're not stuck. What are you talking about? And she's like in denial about that. You know, who loves Michael Scott paper company's story arc is Mindy Kaling. Is that the only person of who wrote it who like liked it or <laughs> no i mean i'm just saying everyone who's cool likes it so you just, just name one person name name one other person that loves that that story me okay still you only got you only need two people there <laughs> well i'll get back to you with a list <laughs> well when we discuss it we'll we'll come up with a, we'll yeah. have a poll i've got a i've got a lot of time to get supporters i've got a lot of time to build up my my haters debate. No, yeah. get your haters. <laughs> uh, my my point uh, uh, as to yeah, why I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's that's a few seasons from now. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of it for, for the the fire. I mean, we have obviously we have Ryan getting his new nickname, the Fire Guy. Yeah, and also the really the the first time we really see how far Michael can go in terms of like obsessing over someone. Uh, in right. this case, Ryan. Um, and uh, yeah, and then yeah, also like we get a nice sense of Dwight's relationship with Michael and how, you know, Dwight isn't like, he's a complex character. You know, he, he's not like a suck up. I mean, he is, but like, it's kind of like without Michael guiding him or directing him, Dwight is like aimless. And you're right. Which is like he doesn't he doesn't need him at all, but it's kind of, it's almost like a placebo effect where he doesn't really need Michael's guidance, but he yeah. he seeks it. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's like that's that's you know Dwight's desires for power and Michael's 
the best way he can right uh have power at that time and so yeah so it's just it's cool to see like i mean there's a lot of comedy in there but there's also like these motivations buried beneath it so like when dwight yeah. gets super excited at the end of the episode and is like singing and stuff it's like it's not just some like sitcom laugh track yeah gag it's like <laughs> oh of course he's thrilled because like now michael is you know laughing with him at ryan and yeah, like yeah. they're friends again or whatever so right it's true yeah because he's like trying to like play you like hang around with them and he's like Dwight, just stop. Just go away. You're just like so annoying and like yeah. you're so stupid. And he's just like, all right, fine, you know. So everybody hurts <laughs> everybody sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So up next we have Halloween. Boo. Sorry, that was scary. Yeah, I went for <laughs> I, the Dracula. You went for the ghost. <laughs> I went for the let's blow out everyone's earphones. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love in the beginning of this where uh, I think Michael's telling Pam and Pam's like, why would you wait until Halloween to fire someone? And he's like, well, Pam, (laughs) it's very scary stuff. (laughs) It's like, he's so serious when he says that, but it's like, that's such a funny thing to say, but like, this is two heads. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what, like, is he being sarcastic? Is Michael Scott making a joke, or it, like, that's just like, what is going on there? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. But I love that. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's probably it's that combination of he's probably making a slight joke, but he's also really, really scared because <laughs> he's yeah, just doesn't yeah. like. I guess that's true. He's scared more so than anything. Like it's. <laughs> That's just true. like was... making people mad or, or, you know, like the situation with yeah. that happened at the end of the episode is exactly what he didn't want to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Oh, but, but it only happened because he like the way he did it. Like, oh, yeah. I can't go back. I'd look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting fired. So you might not look like an idiot. One other thing that's kind of interesting is like Oscar's wearing a dress in the episode. Oh, yeah. And obviously this is before the reveal and stuff. So it's kind of this whole season. You get lots of little hints at that yeah and like i i wonder how like when they when they decided because obviously it was before right. season yeah season like do you think at the beginning one, of the season this season they're like all right we're gonna we're gonna throw some breadcrumbs out there to get give people the idea that it might be the case but then you don't you're actually going to reveal it at the beginning of season three because that is the first episode of season three so yeah it seems like it's something they had been thinking about or working out for a while yeah i mean i know that like they, I think Greg Daniels approached Oscar Nunez about it, like yeah. in like the summer before season three. So it was like after season two, but before they started filming th- season three. So maybe yeah. it, it might have even been while they were still while season two was still airing or something. Yeah. But yeah, even in the episode when he Michael's like, "Are you trying to are you trying to t- say something, Oscar?" And he's like, "What does that mean?" You know, like he's actually Michael's even questioning him about it. What in um, in Halloween? In Halloween, he goes up to him and he's like, he's like, <laughs> "Oh, I love the dress, Oscar. Are you trying to you trying to tell us something?" And he's like, "What does oh, that yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that or or like is that what you're most comfortable in?" Or you know, he, he yeah, he makes a comment like that, and then Oscar's kind of like, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> or something. But it's like, then like it is funny because he's just wearing a straight up dress. Like he's not. <laughs> no, no, he has like a wig too. Well, that's what I mean. Like he's yeah. just straight up just dressing like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um. So yeah, maybe I wonder if this was the first episode that they actually 
like dropped a, a little hint. Yeah, yeah. I think there was also oh yeah, there's a few funny delete, really funny deleted scenes in this one. Just I'll just note some of them. The, the in the elevator with the Vance refrigeration guys, they're like they basically come in to like photo bomb Michael. Like he's like in the elevator, he's trying to talk to the camera, and they come in with with a big like big fridge and just kind of like <laughs> and just like jump in the camera and try to like make while he's trying to talk. <laughs> That's really funny. It's just a quick short scene hmm. like that. And then there's another another quick scene with Hank and Michael that's really funny. Uh, oh yeah, the f- very end. At the very end there's another scene where where um where <laughs> Devin like the people Devin didn't name at the end, Creed, Dwight, Angela, and Michael, they're all like in the conference room together just hanging out. Um, yeah, yeah. And and Michael says, you know, that these are the least people here, least popular people here and he should have fired one of them <laughs> instead of like Devin. <laughs> He's basically like, you guys are all unpopular, and he's just like really mad. At, he's just like <laughs> thrashing out at them, yeah, because he got <laughs> yelled at by Devin. Yeah, and this one, uh, this is where we see Creed shine. Of course, Creed uh, get, becomes kind of a, a, a series regular thanks to his yeah. ability to not get fired. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, <laughs> there's like another lead scene later in this season where Michael's in New York City, and he bumps into Devin, and Devin chases. Oh him yeah, down. <laughs> hey, hey, come back here. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Michael's like, yeah, it was good to see Devin. Um, <laughs> something like like it's really good to get closure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. Uh yeah, the fight. Uh, the fight. I guess that's the really the next one. Um, we have which is season uh, season two episode six. Yep. And this is where Michael and Dwight have a little fight. And another field trip <laughs> episode. We we're we're going on a lot of field trips this season. Yeah, it's like while while the rest of the branches are working straight through lunch to avoid downsizing, we are <laughs> we're gonna go watch them fight. So yeah, this is uh this is a good little another one of those Michael and Dwight and and their relationship and you see how they kind of are together. Uh but then you've got this this kind of subcontext between Jim and Pam where it gets a little awkward. Right, yeah. Yeah. A little little awkward awkwardy uh friendly play there where he picks her up. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was a weird thing to do, weird. Jim. And it was weird. So, yeah. So this this is a there's a lot of introduction to to Dwight and his like sensei and senpai and all his like um, you know karate karate uh, <laughs> and his history there. You know, obviously later in the show when you see his sensei, sen- I forget the difference with sensei and senpai. Is he the sensei, Dwight, or the? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I believe the teacher is sensei, sensei and, the, and senpai is the Dwight. learner. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. So sensei is different later in the show, but I think that's probably because he went to a different class. <laughs> that's not just like middle school girls, um, <laughs> right? Because isn't that is that who his class is with? In this one, yeah. In this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just um, like a strip mall taekwondo mm-hmm, or karate yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, this one's pretty straightforward. It's basically, that's pretty much those two things we just said, the Jim and Pam awkwardness and the 
Michael and Dwight fight, that's kind of the biggest thing that happens. Those are the yeah the big. Um, I love I, I love when Michael and Dwight are fighting, and then that like Michael's got Dwight on the ground, and he starts to like spit. Pretend to He's spit. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. And then it funny. just cuts to the to the elevator and yeah. Dwight's like so jumpy. That's so funny to me though because I actually like <laughs> I have a story from when I was a kid and I was like playing with some friends and like you know we were like shooting airsoft guns or something. I can't like yeah, I think we were shooting like airsoft guns or something and then mm-hmm. like I ran up my friend's treehouse and I didn't have any more pellets or something. I don't know. I spat down <laughs> at the at my friend's neighbor who was playing with us. Oh my and God. it didn't hit him or anything, but he was like a, an older kid. And so he did that thing where he's like, get down here. I'm not playing around anymore. Like, <laughs> and I remember he's like, I want you to come down here and lick this spit up of my off of my tree house. Cause it was like his tree house and like his oh yard. And I just uh, literally remember being like, no, I'm going to stay up here. <laughs> it's like, like then, Creed. No, I'm fine right here. I'm fine where I am. Yeah. 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 Creed, you, you want to, you want to. You have bigger, better things. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm good right here, boss. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so anyways, the whole spitting oh, thing man. is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's spit on to the next episode, which is the client Number seven. And this is where we're back to Chili's already. Mm. Um, definitely wanted to use that set during the, uh, during you know, since they did restructure the, the Chili's for, for, you know, they wanted to probably um, write from that old building that you were talking about. So they, they wanted to use the set as much as possible. So they used it one more time. Um, <laughs> uh, Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it looks what? it looks the same. I'm I mean, I'm just I'm sure I, I feel like if it's like only a few episodes later, I can't imagine they'd get a brand new yeah, place yeah. to go or like, you know. Yeah. Um, right. but yeah, so it's like Michael and Jan um trying to land a new client by taking him out to Chili's. Originally it was the Radisson, but you know, Michael didn't really think that was uh that, that was a little snooty. Yeah, snooty. So um back in the office, Jim and Oh, it says <laughs> The description says Jim finds a script written by Michael. Definitely not Jim, right? Oh, yeah, it was Pam. It was Pam. Uh, called Threat Level Midnight, and the workers cannot resist acting it out. Elsewhere, Pam and Jim have their first unofficial date. So, yeah, lots lots packed into this episode. There's Because, like, the last episode, you got maybe two two things to talk about. With this one, we got probably four or five, right? You have... Uh, Michael and Jan with the client, that in itself is a storyline, but it's also building to what happens at the end with them. Uh, we have Threat Level Midnight, which is an iconic movie that Michael's mm. written that we see kind of resurface later in the show. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's that's an, that's an interesting element. And then we have the next part of it where they take a break and they have the, they go out and, you know, have the grilled cheese and... Um, yeah, <laughs> what Jim, uh, Jim tries to, like, pass it off as... Uh, it's kind of a date, and yeah. Pam was like, um, that was not a date. Right. Okay. And Pam gets all like, uh, uh and Jim's <laughs> like, and Jim is like, yeah, actually, it's pretty lame when your date goes home to her fiance. <laughs> so. Right. But then he, but then he says to her, well, at least I didn't leave you at a hockey game. 
because that was like what Ooh, they were. That was right. what they were talking about the, earlier in the in the episode was all right. their, their worst dates. Um, and it's funny because Oscar actually says um, he talks about a date and he says she did something. So it's like, do you think yeah. that was him? like making it up or do you think he just switched it from he to she or do you, or do you think he was with a girl and he's kind of, you know, like I think changed his perspective. (laughs) I think it could be like, that was the girl that made him (laughs) turn. I think, (laughs) I think, I think it could be that he's just changed the pronoun or he like dated women for a while before he came out or not came out, but you know, before he realized that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like so, that was like an old, like an old story. Yeah, you know, that he's like that, passing off as. That's recent. that's what I was thinking initially, but I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, these are the, like the little breadcrumbs we're finding from from that, you know. Uh, there's uh, one deleted scene uh, with the client where where Jim's actually he has a talking head and he's talking about his worst date, but is he talking about Pam in the worst date? Because he says he's he met a girl at Cachino's. Cuginos, but found out she was in love with someone else, and then it like pauses for a few seconds. Like that's just, that's weird because that wouldn't be Pam, right? No, but I think the joke is no, I think the joke is that he <laughs> always finds people who are in love with someone. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't so. sure for a second if that was maybe you know <laughs> like a subtle nod, like maybe they met there before they met at the office or something. Yeah, and, and of course, um, Tim Meadows, uh, the actor, plays uh, what's the, what's the client's name? Um, Christian. Yeah, Tim Meadows. Tim plays Meadows Christian. is the actor. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. He's great. Uh, you yeah. know, I think the way it goes from like this is like a serious thing to like Jan's just annoyed by these two guys <laughs> yeah. being frat guys. Right. But it's like the whole episode, obviously, you don't really notice his genius until the end when he's like realizing that or when she's realizing that, oh, well, he's just he's trying to connect with him and actually get this personal relationship, which Jan is just she's trying so hard. What's the bottom line? What's the, let's get the sale, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like he's taking the the more humanistic approach, which is obviously going to work better for sales, which that's this is the perfect episode as to like showing that he's actually really good at his job. What, even yeah. when he doesn't seem like like every decision he made, like the chilies is more casual. Yeah, and that decision, you know, and, and awesome also the, blossom. Yeah, like because he knew he couldn't do something like that at a Radisson and make jokes and have have fun, and he realized that that's more his element. He's able to, to connect with people more that way, mm-hmm. and so that's why he wanted the code word, <laughs> so yeah. he doesn't have to just say n- nonsense. And like I, I like too that they like change location to that high top. Um, table right, where right. they're like having the beers after they eat, yes. and because it, it kind of shows like the passage of time and how like, but not just the passage of time, but the fact that they are like having a good time. Like they're not just like they haven't been sitting at this booth for like two hours. You know, it's like they're right. yeah. like, oh, let's that was like, good. Like let's go. Oh, have you want to get one more drink? Yeah, yeah, let's go over there and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, so they're the, basically the the relationship between Michael and Jan really takes off, and this is the first time you you know that she's actually divorced. So nah, really, no she cool. wasn't even like an option until this point, right? It was like she was just corporate, you know. She had literally there was no nothing until this episode. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. So this was this was the the beginning of them having any kind of relationship. 
uh, you yeah, know, because I mean, it comes out of nowhere too. Yeah, even the kiss, it's like, it, even that moment, it felt like in reality she would have been like, nah, like I mean, this is cool, but like, nah. But like she's so at that point she's so vulnerable, and because we know how she is with just how she is in general, <laughs> her mentality about stuff, mm-hmm. it makes sense, you know, and it makes sense that okay, she's drunk. They just did this thing. She she basically impressed her by doing this thing like the getting the sale when she kind of had no idea he was doing it so it's like it, yeah. all the right things came into place for this to happen yeah so then they he, he cries with her overnight and uh <laughs> i love how dwight and angela both they're but weren't don't they both stay there aren't they both in the office overnight no no dwight dwight spent the night but it's just that angela's the first oh, angela, one in yes 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 yes, yes she's yeah. like walking in from the parking lot and, <laughs> and she sees yeah. jan like go from the taxi to her car yeah <laughs> oh man okay cool so we've yeah that's uh, probably about it for that one right any any other notes or things no okay so we got performance review which is episode eight Michael uses his discussion with the staff about their performance to steal ideas for his meeting with Jan. And Pam and Jim try to fool Dwight into thinking it's Friday. <laughs> this is one of those great episodes where it's like, it's just kind of like a day in the life, you know? It's yeah. not like not a whole lot of stuff happens. Right. Uh, in terms of like, it's not like the fire or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, lots of good little moments. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's this is the one where they have the suggestion box. Um, oh, and, right, 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 right. Oh gosh, of course. Yeah, and um, it's funny because they they have they say Tom. I remember the, he's like the guy who basically killed himself from depression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it says like uh, he was an accountant. So I wonder, did they have four accountants before, or did one of the three replace him? Hmm. Because they already had too many accountants as it is, so I can't imagine yeah. they have four accountants. So, do you think one, like one of those three, took came in and replaced him? That is a good question. Or maybe they did have four, and like because the paper industry is dying, it's yeah. like they, you know, they're just like, oh, well, we don't need to replace them. You know. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's weird because they have that point where they're trying to cut like. I don't. It's in a later season where they're like one division that has three people working for it, where it only needs two, <laughs> and, and you know, so they're talking about themselves. So I, I feel like accounting, but maybe by then the the company's even more mm-hmm. in turmoil, and they have to like go back down to from four to two at that point. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. There's a couple deleted scenes. Uh, Jan's speech. She has this big speech. So like you know how in the actual episode. They kind of like while they're reading all the all the stuff. Dwight says something about, "Is this about you boning Michael?" Or I don't know. She <laughs> says like like something like yeah. that, where it's like she has to kind of like deflect it, but like doesn't yeah. say anything. In this episode, she actually stands up and she has this long like thirty forty second speech about now it was a mistake, it happened, but we just need to be professional and stop talking about it. You know, <laughs> like she actually like talks about the Michael situation, but she like addresses everybody in the room. <laughs> huh. I wonder it's kind, like it's if they yeah, like they're like weren't sure which one would play better and so they're yeah. like let's have options. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting cuz that's like uh, the 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 version that made it is like the opposite where she just kind of ignores she just it. She kind of looks and ignores it. Yeah, yeah. And so this one she's like, "Okay, let me just address this 
so that we're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> Michael and I did not sleep together. He came over. We hung out. We cried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then another another cool like little subplot was like Ryan goes on this note hunt that he created for himself. <laughs> so he basically created a bunch of notes and hid them all around like outside the office and stuff and they led to different things but like it was one he created for himself so that like if he ever like needed to escape he like wait you know ryan what I mean? ryan yeah like in in the deleted scenes he if he needed this, to escape the way that's that's the way i look at it because it's like basically if he gets the note it's like hey go look here and he has to go and he has to look for it himself. He kind of has a reason to like, oh, Michael, I got to go find what this note tells me. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, because, you know, like oh. that's how Michael would be is he'd let him follow the note trail. Yeah. And that would like get Ryan out of work or out of something. So he was, I feel like he created that hunt for himself. Oh, because he even okay. says at the end of the note hunt that he made it for himself. Like the <laughs> yeah. all the notes were from him. But he did it so that he could probably get out of whatever, you know you know what get out of something <laughs> you know as an escape plan uh, it's just but that's probably why they didn't keep it in there because it's kind of it's hard to you know maybe tell that from yeah it's kind of like a lot to think about you know <laughs> and then also another thing is when he call another michael calls gould he calls jan's ex and huh. talks to him for a little bit <laughs> and then jan like yells at him about calling him <laughs> do we hear gould Oh, that's actually I'm I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think you just hear him Michael talking to nobody. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, you can hear him talking to nothing. Um but yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was kinda those were my notes for that episode. Then the next episode starts with uh <laughs> another slightly offensive thing. Um <laughs> email surveillance. Where he oh, yeah. shuts down the office because of the guy <laughs> coming in with a turban. I love the <sighs> I love the gesture he makes when he's like trying to get people to be quiet. Yeah, you know, and he's and Kevin's like, "What? What? What?" That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. And yeah. he's just like, and he like waves his arms around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's such yeah, really good episode. Um, that because this is the one where Jim's throwing a party and he's trying not to have. Michael know about it, which obviously can be solved with personal emails, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, and so this is also where we have um, Michael in uh, improv with mm. uh, Ken Jeong. Yep. He's in this. Uh, one of his first things, right? One of his first, like, right? Because he used to be a mm-hmm. doctor. Then he, got, then he jumped into acting. But I think one of his first roles was maybe in, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the Hangover one. Part. I don't think that was his first, but he basically no, no. this was one of his first yeah. kind of big moments where he kind of did some acting. Yeah, we've got the party where you see Jim's apartment and you kind of were learning more about him. So it's kind of it's email surveillance is the name of the episode, but there's really a lot more going on. Um yeah. email surveillance is kind of just what starts off the episode, you know, kind right. of gets it. Yeah. And like um, how Michael, yeah, and like because of the Evite. The the yeah. Where's yeah. my evitation? Right. He's <laughs> search Michael funny boss funny, <laughs> <laughs> and then like Stanley's email comes up, but I don't see the words boss funny or or Michael in it. Like I see Michael, but I don't and boss, but I don't see funny. Well, that's you got two out of three. Wouldn't you need all three? No, some for boot, a search. It, it depends on the boolean 
search oh. parameters. If it was an and or an or. Oh, okay. We well, should have done the and. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, there's actually a deleted scene with uh, where the, the guy actually asks, or where Michael actually says, I actually have a turban. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he takes it out. For like a character. <laughs> yeah, the, guy, the guy's like, um, oh, he's like, you, you have a turban? And he, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you want to see it? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he <laughs> takes it out of his desk and he does the Johnny Carson oh, thing. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's like, why, he's like, why do you have that? <laughs> and it's just hilarious because they're both wearing the turban. It's, it's like, it's like the Native American, like, headdress thing. It's just that, like, Michael in this, like in like wearing you know these these traditional customs but like not realizing that they're just incredibly offensive like like how he tells you know carol that uh diwali's like a costume party you know yeah stuff like that i've always liked really liked that yeah yeah so a lot a little bit of a, a little bit more jim and pam stuff as she's kind of able to see his room and his yearbook and all that stuff um yeah, and we see that Dwight and Angela are hooking up. Yeah, yeah, I get a little shoe action there. <laughs> I, I think didn't they say that that like she had to be like when they were laying down like that she had to like because obviously their feet are next to each other. So she she would have I feel like in real life she would have her feet would have been more like where his knees are or something. Yeah. Um. So she had to like she was like her making face out was, like, with... on his his chest or something. Exactly. Was, yeah. She was motorboating him. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't seem very Angela, I don't know. But uh <laughs> Um yeah, and then obviously Michael, you 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 see him in his other element, which is improv, which he's terrible at and everyone hates him at it. <laughs> Cuz he's basically just Michael Scarn the whole time. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of deleted scenes with with uh the improv uh stuff, you know, which which makes sense because there's it's just a lot of the same thing, you know. Um, so that's that's one of those deleted scenes where you kind of understand why they cut so much of it because you yeah, know, yeah. But yeah, okay. So that's that's kind of it. But you know, obviously it ends with uh, with Jim, you know, singing with Michael is kind of this nice little. Eh, he feels bad for him, and even at his own party that he didn't want him at, he still is. Yeah, you know, this is this is another great example of how season two like shows how Michael can be like so annoying and insufferable and yet you still don't want to see him fail. And like, so having Jim do that, you know, like it's his party, but also like you are kind of relating to him a lot. It's like, it shows that Michael's, it just helps with his likability, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely adds, adds to that. Um, but then what what takes away a little bit from his uh likability is the next episode Christmas party. Um <laughs> yeah. <It's> oh just... <laughs> god. <laughs> one step one slight step forward, 18 steps back. Um And of course it makes sense cuz like children, like spoiled children during Christmas are always <laughs> worse like they're they're yeah. on their worst behavior cuz they're spoiled. Yep. And uh <laughs> And Michael's like a spoiled little brat in this in this episode. It's like what Pam says: like the more annoyed Michael is, the more infantile his <laughs> his jokes are and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, this is the Christmas party where they have the gift giving, um, you know, and uh, the the Secret Santa, and then he switches it to Yankee Swap or um, whatever, White Elephant. Ba- 
white elephant or yeah, yeah. evil Christmas or whatever they call it. And, um, you know, so it starts out where it's like he's basically just trying to get rid of this oven mitt that <laughs> that Phyllis sows, which which is nice because in the finale, you know, his last episode, he's like so obsessed with getting this uh, mitt from her, you yeah. know, like the opposite. Um, so that's that's cool how they switch that up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so he's basically wants to switch it up because he ends up getting the mitt and doesn't want it. So he switches everything and everything gets messed up. You know, people get name tags that have, <laughs> it says Kelly. It's like, yeah, that was for Kelly. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> or no, Ryan says that, right? <laughs> Cause he, yeah. he, Ryan's, uh, Ryan gets Kelly's name tag or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then obviously Jim has the little teapot with all the little knickknacks in it and Dwight's going to use it for, uh, <laughs> for his, for his sinuses and yeah, so there's a there's a lot going on. This I th- was this was the longer one too, right? This was a 42 one. No, no, no. This was just 20 21 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Um, it felt it feels longer because there's a lot that that happens. But then Michael eventually feels bad, gets a, a, plenty of vodka shots to get everybody drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's such a funny. Bit. Is this enough vodka to get what 20 people? like 20 people plastered and he's like yeah I what 15 that bottles <laughs> yeah that should do it it's like <laughs> yeah barely yeah. less than one bottle a person right <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah he comes back he, and uh, alcohol saves everything and I, I love it how toby's like we really shouldn't be serving alcohol here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one it's great kind of deleted scene. scene that it's like in in the episode part of it that makes it is just that little shot of Kevin with headphones on and he's like got his arms crossed and he's kind of do like the rapper nod. Right. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a deleted scene where he's like rapping like right before that. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's like yeah. a little Christmas rap and right. Daryl's like, Oh, Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Cause Daryl's with him. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do remember that. Yep. It's kind of yep. cool because it's like, they must have just tr- trimmed that, you know, and just used that one right. little shot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I love I love those little deleted scenes where they're where they kind of fill out another scene. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes they're just random other scenes, but sometimes they extend like a scene or extend yeah, a joke yeah. a little bit. Um, the Christmas party was kind of the 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 winter finale in December six two thousand five, and then uh, yeah. about a month later, January fifth two thousand six. We jump onto the uh, the boat, also known as Booze Cruise. Going on Episode the cruise. 11. Going on the Caribbean cruise. Oh, wait, no, that's... Uh... <laughs> Katie Holmes. Nobody's <laughs> married to her. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> um... Yeah, Booze Cruise. This, uh... This is, this is such a good episode. Like... Yeah. It's... It's funny, like looking back, so many season two episodes were field trips, you know, but yeah, none yeah. of them felt like gimmicky. Like they all felt like it made sense, you know. I mean, maybe yeah. the only one that to me was like a little like eh was the fight. I think like them going to the dojo, like that was just yeah. like kind of like okay, whatever. That, I, I'll agree. That's probably the least interesting. Yeah. Um. Out outside, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That they yeah. Used. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, so this one we 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 get a lot of cool stuff. What's the uh description read? Michael takes the staff on a motivational cruise aboard a party boat, but they seem to be distracted by among other by among God, there's so many 
spelling errors in these. Among other things, a limbo contest. And why is that in the description? And Pam and Roy set a wedding date. We need <laughs> to read descriptions. These, these are yeah. awful. <laughs> go, go find, go read IMDb or something. I, 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 I have to go search for the descriptions now. Okay. No, no. Look, I here. I got. Uh, let's, see, let's, see, let's see what this one says. IMDb. <laughs> the Dunder Mifflin staff go on a mandatory booze cruise to hear Michael give a motivational talk. That was yeah. by Wolfie One Two Three, and anonymous writes this description. It is time for the first Dunder Mifflin camaraderie event for the year, and Michael decides to set his motivational speech on a mandatory late-night booze cruise. On board, Jim is absolutely devastated when Roy finally asks Pam to set a date for the wedding. It's like such a spoiler. I know. It doesn't right? happen until like the end of the episode. I know, the very end. It's like, <laughs> how about like tensions rise between Jim and Pam as, like, I don't know, something. Like, they could... <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, okay, cool. So, <laughs> descriptions aside, um, this is a, a great episode, great way to kind of kick off the new year. Um, it, it's it's funny, too, because it's like, yes, he talks about the cruise, and Stanley's like, is this an overnight? And he's like asking about why he just chose a cruise, and he's like, eh, it was cheaper, you know? <laughs> yeah. In it's January? Like super cold. Yeah, it's like so cold outside, and uh, um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of funny deleted scenes in this one. I Let's see. There's a there's a scene between Jan and Brenda. Hmm. Jan and Brenda are talking, and Michael comes in and, and he just walks in. He's like, "Ah, oh, man's dream." And Jan <laughs> says, "Your your boss is coming to talk to you." And this is like he's at his office, and he's like, "No, two ladies at once." Oh God. <laughs> and it's just this long awkward silence. And he's like, oh God. Because <laughs> it's, it's like think about his it. audience there. Like he, his audience were the people who would get the most offended by that. <laughs> um, and then also Toby misses the booze cruise, you know, like, remember that he's like trying oh, to, yeah. it, but you can tell he does it on purpose. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you suck. That's why you're, and he's just like, as they're floating away, but Toby's like, like, as he kind of turns the camera, it's like, ah, okay, that's, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't want to do it, you know? And then it's really funny cause Ryan's studying in the bathroom and he's trying to like, Oh yeah, he's trying to study because he's like, "Can I stay home and study for my business test?" Nope, it's mandatory. <laughs> and then you see Ryan actually trying to study in the bathroom, and then <laughs> and then he's throwing up on the on the side of the. There's like a bunch of people throwing up on the side of the uh, of the boat that they don't show. Um, like Meredith throws up like one foot away from the edge, <laughs> and then Ryan does it. And then there's like I feel like there's one more where they do it, but um. And then there's another hilarious scene where Creed like upstands Michael with a guitar because <laughs> Michael basically is playing guitar and it's just awful. It's like, it's like my dad trying to like play guitar <laughs> or something. And, <laughs> and he just, he's playing and just, everyone's like, oh, this is, this is weird. And then Creed's like, here, I got this J- jump to the drums, Mike. And then he like starts playing like, all right, we're going in uh, E flat, uh, you know, blue scale, you know, and he, and then they just start playing like Creed starts playing and then oh, I got to check his, that out talks about his history with the grassroots and it's really funny because it's like michael just gets immediately upstanded everyone's cheering once creed gets up there and <laughs> it, it's kind of like what happens with robert california uh with like andy and kevin and daryl when they're all jamming <laughs> and then his everyone just for some reason random people just start walking in like with guitars and <laughs> like oh yeah that? yeah his friends <laughs> like he like they're all just ready they, they just all jump in 
uh, laughs from season eight. But yeah, so the, the booze cruise though in general is great, uh, great episode. I love when he's doing the the worm that he actually is doing. Like, you know, he like oh, he's yeah, actually yeah. doing that. Um, and, and they, apparently he did it a few times, and people were like shocked that he was able to, you know, yeah, wouldn't that hurt? Do it. Yeah, it's like there was even some deleted scenes where he was doing it for longer. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, but uh, but yeah, so we, we've got the drama obviously with. Captain Jack inspires Roy to Captain Jack would be the one to inspire Roy to to propose. Yeah. And yeah, he does that and then at that point Jim is pretty much just like done with Amy Adams, you know, with Katie. Yeah. Uh and then there's this weird deleted scene that's like it's kind of a weird tone but like Angela says something to Daryl like I think you've had too much to drink. And Daryl's like, what'd you say, bitch? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. he's just like, oh, I yeah, think you're I right. And he walks away. And it's just like so weird. Like I there's do, not a actually, joke or anything. I thought that was pretty funny. Because it, it's it's it actually kind of puts goes in line perfectly with him later in the show. Remember where he gets drunk at the Christmas party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you. He just, he just, that's just his thing. Like when he gets drunk, he's he's kind of loud and aggressive. But then he also isn't like fully you know it's not like he's gonna like hurt someone or whatever but he's just he's just got the extra edge to him when he gets drunk and it's just so funny yeah i feel like that was something that you could have left in there as a character moment but also i get why you would delete it um <laughs> <laughs> oh one more thing is like i still that that one scene where jim and pam are like just staring at each other for like or jim's staring at her for like 40 seconds or something like isn't it a long time like 30 seconds or so of silence. Yeah, it's like 20 or something like that. It's, it's a lot. It's long. Yeah. It's yeah. Long. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's interesting because uh, it's almost like they've had, like, okay, that, it kind of goes back to Dundee's when Pam is like, hey, Jim, can I ask you something or say something? or And then she sees the camera and doesn't say something. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like, almost like, going back to that conversation that they paused a while ago and they're, mm. re- they're resuming it. And it's like, he's kind of like trying to give her that opportunity to say something back to him that she yeah. was trying to say before. Cause it doesn't seem like he's going to say anything. Right. Like the whole time yeah. it looks like he's waiting for her to like open yeah. up. Yeah, He's kind of like making a choice to not say anything so that she he, can address like yeah. the elephant because he looks like he's about to and then he stops and he just like n- lets her do it you know yeah almost yeah. like he like like when he does the buys when she, when he uh has to the jinx and he he <laughs> has oh, the speech yeah. with the, where he just tries not to or he just doesn't talk it's kind of the same thing almost um but yeah i always thought that was a really crazy interesting scene so season two is much longer than season one which means we're going to have to talk about it a lot longer. So we should probably make this a two part episode. Yeah. You know, and, end part one here. Cause you know, do you really think we could go all day long? That's what sure said. Yeah.